Hi, it's Becky from Thriving Language and I'm really pleased today to be with Lynn Ad Adamson who is a brilliant childminder. In fact, she's an outstanding childminder. So yeah, so nice to be with you, Lynn. And nice to be with you as well, Becky. So we were going to chat today about what it was like, because you recently had your Ofsted inspection. So what it was like to, as a childminder, and obviously this is relevant for any early years educator as well, to have your Ofsted inspection and also what were the things that they were looking at and what were the outcomes as well so so do you want to run through so what it was like to have an Ofsted inspection yeah <laughs> um to be fair this is my third Ofsted inspection in my career and as a childminder I know I felt really relaxed and the Ofsted inspector was she she did dug deep with all my questions right. for safeguarding and things and really pushed me to see how much knowledge I had and my, watch my practice. But she was very human in her element of it, her, um, the way she was assessing me. Oh, that's so good to hear, isn't it? Yeah. So in the fact that she she was really looking at interactions mm. or really looking at how you work? Massively. It wasn't all about the paperwork like what it has been in previous years. Yeah. It was all about my interactions with the children and how well I knew the children in my care. Yeah. Um, what I was doing to scaffold their learning and take them to the next steps. Okay. So it's knowing those children really, really well. And yeah. Did you think as well, when we're talking about like sort of quality interactions, was there anything she picked out to be like a quality interaction like the way that the children actually come to you and smile or oh or... yeah she did comment on that and I think she popped it in my report as well about the bond that I have with the children how well I know them how secure they are with me yeah. being their carer for the time that their families are at work um it was the, the whole environment that I seem to have created here they, she yeah. was very impressed with that it, well, it is actually it's, a, it's such a home from home isn't it it's just it's just lovely and that is the benefit that um, settings can bring and all educators no matter how big your setting you can create a home from home with having I mean like like here you've got your sofas you've got your things that the children can go to the bathroom be independent was was there anything around like independent skills as well very much so she focused on it especially for the children that were um, getting towards preschool and school ages, okay. the independence, um, the toileting on their own, selections, pouring their drinks yeah. at snack time and lunch time. Those sort of skills of just pouring your own drinks and doing that are vital, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, massively. The children buttered um, their own um, snack toast and things and crumpets in the morning, and they. She really. She was. She was really happy to see that we were providing those opportunities for them yeah. to, to make those independent steps and do you think it's all those tiny little things are also what what make a setting aren't they or make a make a child's experience because it's like actually not rushing through and just an, a child enabling to like like butter their own croissant or butter yeah. their own own sort of crumpet or toast or something rather than that's done for you and eat up quickly it's oh. like Definitely, and that's something that myself as a practitioner really believe in, giving them the yeah. time. Um, I have noticed that life's quite busy for families and parents at the minute, yeah. um, always has been a thing, but as it's part of my job is to provide that time and the opportunities for them to build on those skills and to learn them. Yeah, um, and they, so they love true. helping, they love helping at lunchtime, they love doing their snacks, and doing that. Um, independently. And that's, yeah, that's part of their education, isn't it? And so everything you do is part of that life, is a life skill for education. Yeah. So as children go to school and are school ready with more independent skills and they believe in themselves and they're like, I've got an I can do attitude. Oh, so then important. That's, that's fantastic, so important isn't it? To have the inner confidence in themselves. 
yeah. to be able to be away from their main king caregiver when they start school. Yeah. Like, I can do this. Yeah, and this is where it starts, isn't it? You know, and we know that, that sort of by the time they're five, children's like ninety percent of their brain development has already happened. So we always say like educators, you know, we always say it like being brain scientists. Yeah. Just but those those are in those small moments, aren't they? Of every day, and I feel like for childminders that's something that is like really wonderful like you can go on you can decide to go on that day and go on this trip or go wherever or you can take the yes. time can't you we, we call it mini adventures oh i love that oh. <laughs> oh, we quite like a mini adventure and um, depending on what the children want to do this morning we were just talking and we ended up talking about holidays and we the children what well, i say we the children set up an aeroplane with the chairs in the playroom we've got the airport out we've made paper airplanes yeah just one oh. step for, all from what they've wanted to do this morning and the excitement about packing a suitcase <laughs> and just like sit and, and you just wouldn't have had that would you if you if you hadn't listened no. you just wouldn't have had that experience and have easily skipped over yeah. that few comments and gone to something else and gone which is lovely isn't it and i heard you say that one of them texted you to say what they wanted for their lunch was yeah that right? <laughs> I just think that is that is brilliant. Yes, we do, I do give them options and choices depending yeah. on what I've got for the weekly shopping. Yeah. But I always say one or the other and decide what you'd like or if let me know what you want, we'll pop that on the shopping yeah. list. Yeah, oh, um, that is that is brilliant. That's really good. That works. Out really. So, would you say like as being like a being like a childminder? What do you think from your point from your point of view? We're live here as well, so so we're working with the children at the same time as well, just sort of having a little uh, little chat with some other people around as well. So it's lovely to have children around when we're chatting. So would you say what would you say is the best thing about being a childminder? I think the freedom to run the setting in the way that works with my ethos and my beliefs, yeah. so that I can provide the best environment for the children. Yeah, um, and smaller numbers as well really works for me to be able to do more individual. Yes, to have that individual like tailored care for yeah. what they, what they so, yeah. We were we were chatting a little bit earlier, weren't we? And if a parent had a concern with any of their educators, what would you say was the best thing for them to do? Oh, hundred percent. Speak to the person that they've got a, an issue or a grievance with. Because yeah. That. If you if communication is a hundred percent like the way for yeah. everything, and sometimes we're, I mean we're, we're not perfect. We try our best every yeah. single day, um, but we do need if, we, if we're doing something wrong, we do need to be told that yeah. okay, this isn't quite working for me. Yeah. So come straight away to your your setting, your setting manager, and then um, we will work with you to resolve it and to yeah. find an outcome that suits. Yeah, that's because it's always that open dialogue is so important, isn't it? And that's the message we're sort of sending out to parents and educators as well. Sometimes it seems like it could be a tricky conversation, but it's not, is it? The more you talk with your parents and get to know them, and the more open conversation. So you know that is really crucial. And you've got a great relationship with your parents, haven't you? I, I do, so. and it is something we all work at. It's not something that just happens overnight. Yeah. But I, I would feel terrible if a family that I was working with felt like they couldn't come to me with the yeah. situation. Um, that is part of my role to support the families and yeah. to be there to to make sure the the service I'm providing yeah. for the children and the families. Like, and that's a really good top lesson because you've you've got an outstanding in your setting, and that's top part of those. You know, within your within your report, it says about those relationships with parents are absolutely key, doesn't it? it so is, that and is, I think it is key because you can't provide the best for the children if you don't know. Yeah, and the parents are the ones that know them the best, so we've got to take. You've got to, you've from got them. to go there. So just to finish up, what would be the biggest thing? Because I know you've gone to uni and you've you've nearly got your foundation degree now, <laughs> yeah. you, which is fantastic <laughs> at Worcester Uni. So 
what would be the biggest change do you think in your practice um that has happened through like sort of obviously as it evolves your practice as a childminder but also as going to uni and researching and reflecting i feel like i was doing everything i could to begin with when i first set up childminding but i was a bit tunnel visioned with Okay. What I already knew, or what I thought I knew, and what Ofsted want, or what I thought Ofsted wanted, yeah. whereas going to uni and meeting lots of amazing practitioners has opened my my mind and my world to a, like, things I wouldn't have imagined. We've got a real china tea set in the playroom that we use for tea parties. Um, yeah, and, and things, you just wouldn't have had that. I, I wouldn't have had the confidence yeah. to have that in yeah. the playroom. Um, but all the children know that it's fragile and we work together with it and we use it safely, but they've got the experience of using real things. Yeah, um, which is which the weight of it, the feeling of it. And also, I think you've tapped onto a really key po- point there is actually it's the education around it, isn't it? Yeah. Because cause the, things do break and things do smash and that's everyday life. And so actually, if that happens, it's the education around that, like what you would actually do yeah. and you introduce it. So you don't just put it there and then they swing it around and you carry it around. Because I know some people are like, oh no, I'm really nervous about that. But actually, like you say, you've gone and, and you've reflected and it's part of your teaching. And I think, yeah. I think, that's the main element. There should be like a purpose for everything that you put there, and you you know the purpose, don't you? And how yeah. the children decide to use it, we don't know. We might no. we not, might <laughs> never understand. But, but if but we're yeah. confident as practitioners, and we're aware, and we've got an environment that we can use real life and yeah. resources, it's from from what I've seen in my experience, the outcomes are unlimited as yeah. opposed to something that's just purpose built yeah so it's just a, oh it's been so lovely chatting with you today you and being around with the children as well it's fantastic but um and if anybody wanted to find you lynn where would they find you um i've got a facebook page called look after me yeah um and an email address look after me at live.co.uk oh lovely oh lovely to speak to you today lynn you and, too and as always if you wanted to get hold of me or bex it's rebecca at thrivinglanguage.co.uk and it's www thrivinglanguage.co.uk for all your training needs and for our publications and we'll speak to you soon take care bye bye